Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 64, which we are recording on Tuesday, June 10th, 2014. How are you, Charlene? I'm doing fine. And much, much I... better now that we're actually recording. Yes, it's been a stressful... We had a delay, yes. so we're finally getting to it. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> All is well, despite an emergency trip to the dentist for one of Charlene's children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but all is well. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing a sweater called the Ribby Pulley, and it was designed by Bon Marie Burns. And I looked this up. I was telling Gail, I knit this sweater way back in 2007, if yep. you can believe it. And I'm still wearing it. I just love this sweater and I remember exactly when she finished it I don't remember how I got the pictures you must have emailed them to me because I must we didn't have, have cell we didn't phones text with, back yeah. then yeah so I remember the day you finished it right <laughs> near Christmas time yeah I finished it in December of 2007 and the ruby pulley pattern is a pattern that I have actually knit twice I knit one version with a hood and it must have had a, a higher neck and this one has a scoop neck and a ribbed knit-on collar. And I just love this sweater. It's got ribbing down the arms and the body is stockinette with some ribbing on the side. And don't look too closely because it is a little pilly. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was a fun sweater. I, I still, like I said, I still wear it a lot. So an oldie but a goodie. And what yarn is that? Do you this remember? is you know i i don't have it on my ravelry page but it is an old yarn that is not being made anymore by rowan rowan at one time split up well they had a another yarn label that they called ry i think it was oh i vaguely remember that ryc ryc that's what it was and they had just a couple lines under the RYC label, and it was one of those yarns. And it's a kind of a milk chocolatey brown, and I remember the name, the unattractive name of Mule. Mule? Mule. That's what it was called. That's pretty bad. (laughs) It's funny because she's wearing it with a kind of army-ish green. No, it's brighter than that. The t-shirt. She's layered it with a t-shirt. So looking at you, it looks more khaki green leaning brown to me oh i can see that yeah yeah. because of the green t-shirt right next to it yeah yeah Yeah, i could see that it's yeah it's one of those colors i remember ordering it and everybody who happened to be in hearing distance said it's called what yeah (laughs) my kids would have fun with the other version of that yeah despite that it is a nice chocolate milk chocolate brown it looks very good (laughs) thank you thank you and why don't you tell us what you are wearing i am wearing a recently finished object i'm wearing the liesel tunic and thank you very much to brown curls that's your ravelry name her name is liesel and she sent me a nice pm after the last episode to let me know how this is pronounced i was pronouncing it Liesel because it's L-I-E and every time I said Liesel before I was pronouncing it Liesel yeah. and then I saw how it was spelled and thought well I must be incorrect because oh. obviously L-I-E is lie in English so she was very kind and told me it's Liesel is how she pronounces it even though some Americans pronounce it Liesel with an S instead of a Z Liesel versus Liesel. Oh, okay. Anyway, that is what I just finished, and it's a design by Coco Knits is the designer, and I knit it using my Toluca Knits brand yarn that's 100% cotton, and the base is called Coronado Cotton, and it's in a nice tonal gray, and I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It, in hindsight, I should have knit it an inch longer, but I was afraid I was going to run out of yarn. So, if anyone's been following our recent chat in the Ravelry group about using leggings as pants and making sure you're wearing (laughs) tunic-length things over them instead of t-shirt-length things, it's right on the cusp for me of being too short. So I'm hoping that because it's cotton, it will actually stretch out a little bit and be long enough that I don't feel awkward, like I have to sit down all the time. You should mention that the hem is... 
an asymmetrical. Yes, it's, because it's longer in the back, and you actually have full coverage in the back. I do. So I have you're full good coverage in the back. In the back. <laughs> as long as, if anyone has this phenomenon, when you stand up, you know that your your clothes sometimes get hitched on your on your butt. So when you stand up, your clothes are hitched on your butt, and you have to pull them down. That's I just okay. have to remember to tug the sweater you down. Just, yeah, so. you just. Straighten up when you stand, stand up. up and move around a little bit. <laughs> so I really, really like it though, and it does. It has an asymmetrical hem, so it is pointy on the sides of my thighs, and then it has pouch pockets right at the sides of my thighs too, which are, in hindsight, I wish I would have knit those a little deeper too. But again, mm. thought I was going to run out of yarn, but they're not deep enough to really put your hands in to keep your hands warm. They're kind of more for looks I think than anything they're really cute though I remember you saying that you were a little concerned that they would make the garment look too wide in an area you right. didn't want to look too wide but I don't think I get that feeling from it at all when I look at it I see kind of the asymmetrical hem and the points right. on the side kind of bring a vertical up and down oh good look to the garment. I mean, it draws your eye up and vertically rather and than wide to me. So, width so of the I think is not a that factor. I, it doesn't seem to be. I think Good. it's really cute. Yeah, I really am happy with the finished object. I think there will be at least one more of these in my future. And I don't know what yarn I will use. It probably won't be a wool, 100% wool yarn because I like, right now I have it layered over a long sleeve t-shirt and leggings because it's rather chilly out today. It's super foggy here in Santa Cruz. Like, drizzle fog so I had imagined wearing it with a tank top layered over leggings but mm -hmm. it was too chilly for that today <laughs> but I like the look over a long sleeve t-shirt a lot too I do too so I think it could be multi-purpose and I could knit it in a wool for winter wear mm -hmm. so multi-purpose but I would love another one a brighter color for summer too so I really like it I'm very happy with it and Gail mentioned wearing. yeah Gail mentioned that it's foggy today and I should mention that the rest of the Bay Area is having an incredible heat wave. Yeah. Probably just if you drive 10 miles up the road, it's probably not far. Probably don't even have to drive that far, actually. It, it will be sunny, but it's still foggy right along the coast and very cool and very nice. <laughs> yeah, at work yesterday when I left work at 4 o'clock, it was 92 degrees in the parking lot. Yikes. Yeah, got home and it was, I don't know. 60 something yeah <laughs> so it wasn't foggy yet when i got it always home, feels but, so good when yeah. you've spent the day over the hill and you come back over and you get that first blast yes. of cool air that isn't coming from the air conditioner yes the natural cool <laughs> yes. air yes very nice so that's what we're wearing and that's our local weather update <laughs> so what are you stocking lately i am stocking not too much right now just a couple of things the first shawl that i am stocking I am considering knitting for our knit-along in a yarn that I have that's aluminum, which is the silver gray color in the Pantone palette. And it, the shawl is called Inner Peace, and it's by Hohi Locatelli. And what can I say about this shawl? Okay, one piece... I'm, I'm going to read the tags from the pattern page. It's knit sideways. It has short rows. It's seamless. The edging has little... Pico bobbles? Pico, yeah, picos or bobbles. She wrote... She There's a tag on it that says bobbles, but she does a lot of her things have pico edges. So I can't... No, I guess they are little bobbles. But little hanging... Little almost like fringes or something but they're very short knit on fringes very cute really like the shawl can't wait to get that one going i haven't started it yet because it takes a little bit more than one skein of fingering weight yarn it's an odd amount it's 560 yards and it's written for a yarn called Sundara Fingering Silky Merino, which is not something I can get in this area. So I've been looking for substitutes. And of course, you don't want to use something that takes two skeins of a fingering weight and then you have a lot left over. Yeah, more than <laughs> half a skein. Yeah. yeah. So I have been looking and I think I've found a skein from Anzula 
that's Ooh. close to it. I, I want to say, I can't remember. I'd have to go look at the label. I think the Anzula skein had maybe 550 or 570. I remember it was just a little off, but it was very close. And I was thinking, I can probably live with it. I have to look at the pattern and see how the shawl is knit to see if I do happen to run out, if there's a way I can fudge it a little bit. You could do like every other bobble. To yeah, I'll, we'll have to. We'll, I'll have. I'll have to look at the pattern. But anyway, that's the first thing I'm stocking. Inner piece by Hohi Locatelli. The second thing is a free pattern I came across on Ravelry that has been in the popular list for a couple of weeks. It, it went up into the popular list before the pattern was released, and then. The, let's see, the designer Maria Magnuson started a knit-along and as soon as the pattern came out there were a whole bunch of people started it. There's now 140 projects listed and that pattern is called Surrey Hills and it is a lace all, all over lace cardigan. Oh that's pretty. It's really cute. Oh it's really really, really adorable. Cute. And, and it's it, styled very cute. Yes, it's styled very nice in the pattern pictures because it's in a kind of a carnation, a, a dark carnation pink with a white t-shirt underneath so you can really see the lace pattern. And then she has, a, looks like a red and white checked full skirt underneath it. Yeah, full skirt. I was trying to, I'm drawing a blank on the name of, the fabric I was going to say. It's like a checkerboard. Checkerboard, yeah, but tiny checkerboards. Yeah. And it's just, it's really adorable, and I think I would wear that a lot. I tend to wear sweaters like that. The sweater that I always talk about that I wear so much in the summertime, that blue cotton sweater that has... The very lady sweater? Yeah, that's yeah. the yarn that, that indestructible. is indestructible. I think I would wear this sweater... The same kind of occasions because what yarn it's just, does it call for? Well, this sweater, this this sample is actually knit in Cascade Two Twenty. Oh, really? Yeah, and it just takes three to four skeins Ooh. of Cascade Two Twenty, and I'm not sure I would use Cascade Two Twenty. I might. Lately, I've really liked the shepherd's wool, so I might be tempted to use maybe the shepherd's wool because there are so many nice colors Beautiful in the colors. shepherd's Absolutely. wool. But I have other things that I could use, too, in stash. And I, it's knit very, very loosely also. It's knit at a gauge of 15 stitches to 4 inches wow. in the lace pattern. So it is a lace pattern, but it still sounds like it's knit very loosely and very open so that it's not going to be an incredibly warm piece because it's definitely a spring summer type garment yeah it's really pretty but I it's very cute I noticed that <laughs> and slacking. she's got little pearl buttons on it on the the dark carnation pink and so it looks really pretty i like that but that is surrey hills by maria magnuson so that is all i am stocking what are you stocking well I am still stocking from the last episode, A Hint of Summer by Isabel Kramer. I have the pattern purchased, printed, in the bag with the yarn. I sat down to swatch it this weekend and realized with this type of sweater, I'm not even going to bother swatching. <laughs> I have plenty of yarn in case it runs over for me. Mm. And then I also am stocking Hitofu Day, which, oh, yeah, I have yarn, I have the pattern, <laughs> I've swatched, and I'm ready to go with that one too, so... Once I tell you what I'm knitting, then you'll know why I'm not knitting one of those yet. But I every every night I sit there and they're on the coffee table looking at me and I think, oh, I want to cast it on right now. But I absolutely love my Hitofu day. I know I'm gonna love I mine. Absolutely I absolutely love it. it. Well, doesn't you? It, because of the way it's constructed with the top folded over, it stays in place. It fits really well and just. It feels very flirty and feminine. I really like it. Well, I have been wearing my vitamin D a lot. Oh, it's very similar. Exactly. So, That's yes. what I keep thinking mm -hmm. to myself is I really, I was questioning whether I'd like the drapey open front style oh, on myself. That's right. I remember you saying you may not like that. Yeah. And since I do like vitamin D so well, That's I true. know yeah. I'm going to love Hitofu Day. Yeah. And I do have to make one more mention 
if you've been following us in the Ravelry group at all, you know about the new puppy we're getting in about (laughs) six weeks. And every time I look at my coffee table, one thought is I can't wait to cast on these other projects. The other immediate thought is, oh my gosh, I have to puppy proof my yarn. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for all the sweet comments that you have made in the group. And yes, I will continue to share puppy pictures. She is as of today, about two and a half weeks old. So we won't get her until middle of July and she still has no name. So another month. Uh, well, a month and a half. Well, no. But if she's only two and a half, maybe she's closer to three weeks. Well, maybe then. now she's closer to three weeks, yeah. Yeah, because the last picture that I put up was less was than a week a ago week and ago, she had just yeah. opened her eyes. So. Precious little thing. Yeah, maybe you just get some kind of a basket with a lid. Yeah, like a, can... a steel basket with a lid. <laughs> so a dog will chew through. You know, I just, oh, I've just i really? had some pretty brutal experiences oh, okay. with dogs, puppies chewing at my I'm most not precious with items. Dogs, uh... Leather. They like expensive things. <laughs> of so, course they like, do. If I have cashmere yarn out, that's probably what will become lunch. So yes, we are on project puppy proofing in my house right now. So what else am I stocking? Mm-hmm. I am also stocking crocheted blankets because I actually frogged my Learn to Knit a Log Cabin blanket that I talked oh, you about. Did. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, what I determined was with the amounts of sock weight yarn I have in scraps, I'm not comfortable taking on a project where you have to have enough to do a whole stripe yeah. because I'm going to end up running out and be disappointed that I don't have enough to finish a whole stripe because I have to have it symmetrical. I can't have, oh, there are only six rows instead of 10. Oh no. So I have been stalking some blankets by Susan Carlson that are actually crocheted instead of knit. And the first one is called Painted Pixels Blanket. And the second one is called the Waikiki Wildflowers Blanket. And I love them both, but I think the Painted Pixels Blanket is what is going to be the use of my sock weight scraps because they are all individual little flower motifs that you then seam together and take a look at it on Ravelry. It is stunning. She did it all in almost rainbow colors and she seamed them together in a beautiful gradient and oh, it just makes me so happy just to look they at really it. They really are cute blankets. Gail sent me links to them one day when she discovered them and said, look at these blankets. And they really are adorable. Yeah, they're super, super cute. So my idea is, hold your breath now, to knit, to knit, to crochet the painted pixels blanket is something like 370 motifs. <clears throat> so many, so many. But each one is like a two round crochet motif. So. Each motif won't take very long to crochet, especially once I get used to it, it'll probably be something that I can whip out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. However, it is a long-term project and the seaming will be somewhat daunting, I fear, but that's long into the future. But I know that with my small quantities of scraps, I can probably easily finish a motif and not have to worry about running out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be a better use of my scraps. So that will be on the hook pretty soon. And I'm also excited because I'll be able to mix crafts. So, you know, working out the other muscles like Charlene recommends on a regular basis. And I have that pattern. I purchased it. I printed it. I have it ready to go. And I just need to practice making the (laughs) motifs and then I'm off and running. And If you're interested in any of Susan Carlson's patterns, I actually browsed to her Etsy store where you can purchase three of her patterns for $12 instead of $5 each on Ravelry. And she contacted me and said, do you want me to put these into your Ravelry library as well? So she was kind enough to do that. I didn't even ask. She just volunteered to do that, which was fantastic. So I purchased the Painted Pixels, the Waikiki Wildflowers, which is much bigger motif flower motifs that are seamed together without a joining seam to make them look like squares. I mean, the flowers are actually seamed together at the petals. I see that in my future too. (laughs) And I also purchased her pattern called It's Stashing Tote, which is very similar in construction to the Booga Bag that I think you've made one in the past Mm -hmm. and I've made two since we've been doing the podcast. But because it's crochet, she actually did some beautiful bullseye type of circles on it because crochet you can do circular things very easily so I haven't looked at the pattern to see how she did it yet but it has really really pretty rainbowy circles amongst a gray it, background it's a fun bag it's I super like the cute. look of it yeah and it also is neat it has 
you can see how it can expand to be really wide on the sides, but she has these little wraps that go from one side to the other with buttons on either side, so you can pull the sides in to collapse oh, the bag, nice. or you can unbutton it and make it wider. Yeah, so and that, that one's felted, right? Felted, yes. yes. Sorry, I should have yeah. mentioned that. So, so you really have cute. to use non superwash wool, regular Correct. wool. Right, so that would be like a Cascade 220 or right. Shepherd's Wool or uh, what's the other one people use a lot? Brown Sheep? Yes, uh, Lamb's Pride. Lamb's Pride, there we go. Yeah. So those are some good options for that. Or Patton's Merino yeah, is the I just, one that I use. I just wanted to mention that because the other ones were fingering. Yes, it's right. a very different oh, yeah. <laughs> different type of yarn for sure with that pattern. But super fun patterns. And again, you can get three for 12 bucks if you visit her Etsy shop. And the last thing I'm stocking is actually bracelets. I don't know what got me into this mood, but I've been queuing a lot of bracelets oh. that have beads in them. Oh, that's fun. Well, and I know it wouldn't take me very long to make one, but there they sit in my queue, and I haven't yeah. actually started one yet. There's one crochet one in my queue, and the designer is Yuli Nielsen, and that's a free pattern, and I think it's DK weight cotton with bigger beads, I think, but of course you could mix that up any way you want. The other two are by Laura Nelkin. I don't think I've ever made one of Laura Nelkin's designs, and she has mm. beautiful beaded mm-hmm. jewelry. So I took advantage of coupon code last week and purchased her mudra cuff and her cable cuff, which are both made with about 40 yards of lace weight yeah, yarn and they're beads. they're not much. No, it should be a super quick thing to knit if I just got it started. Yeah, so I met Laura a couple years ago. I believe it was at a TNNA. One of my coworkers was taking her class, and I went in and I sat in for just the very ending of the class and met Laura. And I know she sells her patterns in kits a lot yes, in she different does. places, so you can get it with the yarn and the matching beads yeah. already. It looks her, her the the jewelry looks fun, and I understand what you mean because jewelry is one of those things that every time I see somebody wearing a cute bracelet or a cute necklace, I think, oh, that's really fun. I should make that. But I never make that. Well, when we first came back from France, I bought a Noro yarn from the Swift Stitch that Daria or something like that was the name of it, variegated, and there was a sample bracelet in the shop. Oh, yes. And it was the Daria. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't make that anymore. Well... It was very difficult to work with. It was very difficult to get slippery. the beads onto yeah. the yarn. It's slippery, and the yarn kind of unraveled exactly. in a difficult way. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of challenging. But I ended up making two anklets and two bracelets and gave some as gifts. And I love to wear those. Yeah. So, yeah, I those really came out really nice. some of these. And great gifts, great just fun little projects. I know that by the time this comes out, most people's children will be out of school, and the teacher gifts will already be distributed, but yeah. for next year. So those are the things that I'm stocking. That ended up to be a longer segment. Than <laughs> <laughs> uh, and w- oh, one other thing I wanted to mention in regards to crochet, Cindy, who is Cozy Couch, who is um, a great contributor in the group on Ravelry and just an all-around great person, she mentioned that Edie Eichmann, who is a crochet master, has a craftsy class on knitting and joining crochet motifs so I have to check that out too she sent me that in a p.m. yesterday and I thought oh darn that craftsy sale just ended there was like a 50% off craftsy sale over the weekend there'll always be another that's what Cindy said don't worry they'll start another sale so that was just something if anyone's interested in learning to crochet motifs it's very easy to do it's just I haven't started one yet and we did review her book book, several episodes ago which is fantastic and if I wasn't so lazy I would just look through the book and pick out my own (laughs) motifs and make my own pattern but I'd much prefer to buy a pattern and just have all that stuff done well it's a really cute pattern it is super cute so what are you actually knitting not much (laughs) (laughs) you've had an extra strenuous couple of weeks so you're off yeah I haven't started anything new she says as she looks down at her list I really have wanted to. I have a, lists of things that I want to start and even some yarn waiting. But the things that I have continued to work on are my Via Hint. I picked that up, Via Haunt, and worked again. 
It is a pattern by Martina Bem. It's that long triangular cowl that you wear around your neck and you can scrunch it up or pull it down your body. And it defies description. It does, but I feel like many, many podcasters have knit or are knitting it now, even though the pattern is not very new. I believe the pattern is over a year old, but it seems like there's another wave of people knitting, knitting it, it now. Someone actually posted a picture on Instagram. She was wearing it at a function. I don't even remember who it was. And someone took a picture of her from behind. It looked so pretty on her. Mm. So I have high hopes for ours. I do too. It's it's just one of those things that you can wear scrunched up around your neck or you can pull it down around your body, hanging loose as desired. Um, so I think... Once I get there, I'm working on the lace portion now, and I don't know how many repeats I have left to go. But that's I'm, the home stretch. That's right? kind of the home stretch. I can't it's do... It's a long stretch. But it is a long stretch. stretch, especially for me, because the lace pattern somehow tweaks my tendonitis. Oh. So I'm doing, I'm doing it, the lace pattern, I believe it's in a four-row repeat. So I'm trying to limit myself when I pick it up when I pick it up to just do that four row repeat and then put it aside and then pick up my other project on the needles, which right now is a pair of Jay Walker socks in the crazy Zauber ball. I finished one sock, have started on the second. <laughs> These are fantastic. They're awesome. Crazy completely awesome. colored socks. I love the colors. Mine are purples and blues, but these are going to be such warm socks I'm, I'm knitting these and i'm thinking oh, oh yeah, my gosh this is a full and happy winter sock it's a fingering weight yarn but somehow when it gets knit up and perhaps it's partially this pattern too because the jay walker sock probably has more fabric in the leg than a plain stockinette fabric because of the way the little columns kind of bias the way the pattern is written. So I have definitely more stitches on the needles than I normally do for a leg. But look at all that yarn you still oh, have left. Yeah. You're on, you're... <laughs> I'm on the second sock. Yeah. There's going to be well a lot left. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful, but I'm not going to wear these socks for months and months and months. So I'm, I'm nearing my, nearing the end of my entertainment value with this project. <laughs> <laughs> Another, that's another fancy way of saying, yeah, I'm getting a little tired of it. But I'm almost to, well, I think I'm halfway down the leg now. I haven't measured. Maybe a little more than halfway. She cast that on when we were sitting together knitting on Sunday. And so it's been, what, two days? Yeah. It looks, it's, yeah. That's significant progress. It, yeah, I haven't been working, like I said, I haven't been working on too much. And then the third thing is the linen garment that I talked about last time I believe I'm knitting out of that kestrel yarn as a sample so the yarn is definitely fun to knit with it's kind of out of my usual knit zone meaning I don't fiber wise fiber wise I don't knit often with linen I think I've only knit maybe washcloth before with linen and I think even before that was linen blend that I used so it's kind of interesting and fun in that way to work with something new learn something new a little bit and I really like the the kestrel yarn too yeah it's been receiving high reviews yeah I'll read the people I know who are using it a lot of people really really like it. I for a linen yarn I, I really like it because I've had like I think I mentioned also last time when I had knit swatches with other linen yarns I didn't like the way my stitches looked and stuck in that. They looked so uneven and the swatch biased. Mm -hmm. And just because of the chain construction of this one, I think it limits that issue. So it's very nice to work with. That's good. And what are you knitting? I have on the needles in my hands right this very second. The Candelia Cardigan by Cecily Glowick McDonald has been in my queue forever mm -hmm. and finally cast it on. And the reason I picked this over A Hint of Summer and Hitofu Day is because it's one of my Colors of Fall knit-along projects. Charlene and I were looking carefully at the yarn. It is definitely sangria with some small pops of the cognac brown and some small pops of radiant orchid. It is dragonfly fibers 
Sock. Uh, it's called Dragon Sock is the name of the base, and it's their Red Bud colorway. It's a bit more variegated than I think I would have selected for a cardigan for myself, but I got it on a D-stash, and although I would not have picked it, I don't think, I'm very happy with how it's knitting up, which makes me think that I should broaden my horizons a bit in the variegated tones and yarns, but super happy with it. It is cruising right along. It is a top-down raglan-shaped cardigan, and it has a two little a double closure at the top front, and I think it's a little like crocheted loop that you loop through a button on the other side or something like that. I may just do hook and eye closures. But the interesting thing about the sweater is it has a little peplum. So you knit it to just under the bust, I believe, and then you start a little peplum at the back, and it has two cute little patch pockets on the front. So Charlene knit this sweater several years ago, and I have enjoyed it every time I've seen her wear it. I say, I really need to knit that. So guess what? I'm finally <laughs> knitting it. It's, it's about a really time. nice sweater. I love mine. Yeah, I'm really happy with the knit itself, how it's progressing. I cast on a few days ago, and I'm almost to separating for the sleeves. Well, not almost, maybe two-thirds of the way to separate for the sleeves. Because again, top-down raglan shaping, so super simple in terms of sweater construction. Not much thought going, not much thought required for knitting this as a garment. So Candelia is I, the first project. Go ahead. I looked at mine, and I have mine closed with hook and eye closures. Oh, okay. So that's what it I must did. be hook and eye then. For some reason, I thought it was... The little I don't remember. Loops. It may be. I don't remember. Oh, that if was I went ruby red. Pattern. Oh, ruby red, which is a similar loops, type of yes. sweater. That's yes. the sweater. I'm thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> the other thing I am knitting is my viagent, and I know we're mispronouncing that, but the same work in progress that Charlene just mentioned. So you don't need to hear much about mine, except for mine's very colorful. <laughs> Speaking of me branching out it into variegated yarn, it's pretty the wild. Prince colorway. Yeah, Prince from Miss Babs. It is a light gray with very vibrant pops of blue and purple that are tonal. So you have the light purple to a very deep jewel purple and light blue to a very deep sapphire blue. So super pretty. I'm really enjoying working on that. I find it's my default knitting just in terms of I don't want to think. So I need something that's just round and round and round and round and round, and that that's fits the, the bill. That's it, yeah. yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. And those are the only two things on the needles, because I forgot to tell y'all that I frogged my socks. Oh, you did? I did. So I was trying to knit a combination of the OMG socks by Megan Williams and Socks on a Plane by Laura Linneman. And I flubbed the heel really badly. I don't know how or why, but... In my inexperience, I just it wasn't coming out right. Hmm. So I decided, okay, I just need to rip back and ripped back, and then the yarn just sits there. So they will be <laughs> socks in the future, but just not socks today. So those are the so that means my seriously my only two projects right now are Candelia and Vision. Oh. So I feel I feel unencumbered <laughs> by works in progress. Nothing hanging over me, <laughs> and I haven't finished anything. So I'm just going to put that out there if you have. I finished Liesl, which I already talked about. So the tunic that I'm wearing. And guess what I finished? I finished my flamingo mitts. The Yay. pattern by Spilly Jane. They're done. They're done. I just got a burst of inspiration on Saturday and said, I'm going to finish these mitts today. And I downloaded a new audiobook and I went and sat out in the sun in the backyard and I knit myself some thumbs onto my mitts and weaved in the ends and they're blocked and drying right now. So they are really, really cute. I'm super happy with how they turned out. They will be a much loved and appreciated and well-worn piece this winter when it gets chilly. So yay, my flamingo bits are done. <laughs> they took so long. And that's simply because I was dragging my feet. So those are my FOs. Yay. So our main topic today is going to be Colors of Fall Knit Along. <laughs> Charlene and I both spent some time looking through the PDF. So Charlene, if, I'm sure she'll link to the Pantone Colors of Fall Fashion Color Report. Yes, and I will. And if you scroll down that page on the right-hand side, it says, download the PDF. So we both downloaded the PDF, and I read through the entire thing. I didn't, well, I didn't read through the men's stuff. I glanced at that, but I well, didn't read it. I, there's some interesting 
there, there is one interesting thing that I'll mention later about the men's section, because I did look through it. But the first thing I wanted to mention is that many people have said that they felt the palette was not what they consider to be typical fall colors, mm-hmm. meaning it wasn't what they expected to see. And the interesting thing that's mentioned in the introduction to the color report from Leatrice Eisman, who is the executive director of the Pantone Color Institute. She says, and I quote, this is a season of untypical colors, more reflective of the imagination and ingenuity, which makes for an artful collection of colors and combinations not bound by the usual hues for fall. So there you have it. Exactly. I had it marked to read, read quote about not oh, typical okay. fall palette. <laughs> yes. So it is acknowledged by those in the industry that this is not exactly a typical fall palette. You can interpret the reflective of imagination and ingenuity almost any way you want, I think, that I'm not sure where to go with that. But I think the main thing that I take from that is that it isn't. A usual palette it's something different for whatever reason and I just thought I would mention the as I understand it the way Pantone picks these colors is they it seems like they look at the industry shows the fall shows and then they talk with the designers and figure out what colors the designers are using heavily in their fall collections and from that they come up with the collection. Is that what you got from the... Pretty much because the PDF itself is an interesting collection. There's very little said in the front matter by Leatrice about the colors in general. Mm -hmm. I mean it's a one page. There's less than a sentence description for each of the colors in the palette which leaves a lot of room for reflective of the imagination and engineering. Like <laughs> that's said, that's true. pretty ambiguous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the rest of the document is actual, there's a page for each featured designer. And along the left-hand side, they show the Pantone colors from the palette. And they ask the designer what the prominent colors are for their fall line, what their inspiration was, their signature color, then their must-have item for fall, and how did you use color to support your brand's signature style. Now, what I found really interesting was almost across the board, the colors that the designers talk about in their prominent colors and signature colors are not the Pantone colors. Hmm. So even the designers, I mean, if Pantone used their fall lines as their, it must have been their inspiration for the fall palette. It wasn't a direct correlation. Or when I kind of got the feeling too, when they ask the designer for the one color it was always a color to use in combination with the palette yeah because they each designer page had the colors from the palette in their sketch but if you read some of them never even mention a pantone color like yeah i don't think so yeah so yeah i don't think it was related in that way i just i think that to me what's interesting about that is the fact that pantone came up with this palette and they said it's atypical for fall yeah and i think that's reflected by the designer's comments and their you know every every designer's page it doesn't have very much text so reading through this certainly didn't take very long but i think that it was just a jumping off point Mm -hmm. is kind of Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say so a couple of the fun garment must-haves that I found when I was looking through what every designer picked as their must-have. I, I was looking for something that would be knittable, basically. And there were actually a couple things in there. One designer, her name is Leela Rose, she picked, and this one was kind of this was, we kind of, we were Gail and I back texted and back and it. forth. It was kind of funny. A deep navy, chunky cashmere, cable knit sweater with crystals. <laughs> very specific. Yep, very specific. That hers is a very specific example, but I think what we can take from that 
is that probably the chunky cable knit sweater. sweater is going to be something that's in for fall, which actually was confirmed when I was looking for some fall trends. I found a fall trend report from Elle magazine and they mentioned chunky sweaters. So Yay, knitters. That, yes, exactly. So <laughs> there's something that's coming down the line that you can plan for. Nicole Miller's must-have pick was a cashmere wrap in charcoal or plum. Yep. So knitters, wraps, charcoal, plum. We can all deal with that. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yes. Which exactly. neither charcoal nor plum is in the Pantone colors. Well, I thought that was... Well, charcoal could kind of have tones of aluminum. Right. Like this, the tunic I'm wearing, I think, has little pops of aluminum and charcoal because yeah. it's a tonal gray. So and and tonal. I think sangria is plummy. Yeah. And once again, to me, that was the jumping off point. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because the sangria, if you look at... I look at the color values, and so Gail and I were talking about this a little before recording because she was looking at her yarn and saying, well, do you think this fits in? And I was looking at the color values for Sangria, and it's really high in magenta, which to me is not a true red. Magenta has purpley tones yeah to and too, the reason so. we were that Charlene was actually looking up the color values, let me read the description that Leatrice or Leatrice, she says, Sangria, an exotic red that evokes oh, yeah. <laughs> a sense of glamorous adventures and faraway destinations. When I looked at the color Sangria, it was not red at all. It is definitely a deep magenta e raspberry pink to me. So that's what sparked our whole conversation yeah. of is Sangria red or is yeah. it not red? And neither one of us thinks it's red, despite that very brief description by the Pantone right and so executive director to me that was confirmed when i looked up the color values it's right. more magenta than red it's yep. not a true blue red or even a yellow red it, it's more magenta yep so my yarn qualifies <laughs> and you will see so we've already had a lot of chatter in the knit along group in our rivalry group which is fantastic beautiful yarns beautiful patterns great suggestions and People have been asking, does this yarn work for this particular Pantone color? Just like last year, we are not sticklers at all. If you look at the yarn and you see a Pantone color in it, it qualifies. Oftentimes a picture doesn't represent the yarn very well and every monitor is different, etc., etc. So if you see it in the yarn, it counts. And as long as you like your fall look, I, we are not particular about having right. the Pantone color well represented or not. It I had mentioned this, I think it was to Alex under Dutch Skies. Mm -hmm. She had that question too. And I think the goal here is just to get all of us thinking about our own wardrobe, our look, a way to freshen up something. And to be on trend. And to be on trend, which I am usually not. Nor am I. <laughs> so it's just a little fun to think of a way to bring one new item into perhaps an outfit that you've been wearing previously and update it a little bit with a color. Yeah. So that's that's my thought. Get get us all thinking about that. And speaking of colors, we had mentioned the men's palette. Mm -hmm. Now they have a different gray than this we have. is very interesting. Yeah, it's in not the fair. men's in the <laughs> men's palette, they remove mauve mist. All other colors remain the same, but the mauve mist is removed and replaced with something called sea fog, which is actually a really nice color. Beautiful color. I love that it. That is one of the colors that I gravitate towards because it's almost a logwood, a light Ooh. logwood color. Yeah. It is a color that is, let's see, it's higher in the cyan and the magenta values. So you get that little bit of purplish in there from the gray well and i really it's like a fan, it a fantone paul it's a pantone <laughs> fall color so it qualifies for it, the it absolutely qualifies whether it's men's or mm -hmm. women's absolutely palette, it qualifies. yeah i think so so there if if you're curious look on the pantone website and i'll put a link to this in the show notes and look at the men's palette for that one 
extra the we'll call it the 11th color there we go there we go <laughs> sea fog the bonus color yeah the bonus color exactly i really like sea fog that's probably my favorite color i think it might be my favorite <laughs> actually Although i like sangria, the aluminum but sangria is one of my favorites but for those of you who are not loving the palette of colors maybe the sea fog take a look yeah, anyway check it out yeah and i had picked out two of the designers who had color palettes that I loved mm. and it really surprised me. Cynthia Steff has Sangria, Aluminum, and Mauve Mist. Now Sangria and Aluminum together doesn't surprise me that I love it at all. The fact that Mauve Mist was added there and I like the combination really surprised mm. me. And Kara Ray, she did Bright Cobalt aluminum and mauve mist and once again mm, that sounds so bright blue together. and aluminum to me is that's totally up my alley right. but then you throw in this like lighty purple mauve color that to me i would never pick something to wear in that color hmm. so what i'm thinking is i might need need <laughs> so i threw that word in there i think need for fall some kind of accessory like perhaps a striped shawl that is striped either bright cobalt and mauve mist or sangria and mauve oh, mist that would look so nice over together. an aluminum top so i'm thinking a knit pullover that's like a silky aluminum kind of maybe has some silk in it so you get the shine and is pretty drapey with some kind of accessory of those colors with it so this is a very vague description of my fall <laughs> look but that's what my my visual color combination is right now so if any of you indie yarn dyers who may be listening have a colorway that has some mauve mist in it, so Tammy of Candy Skein, Kim of Western Sky Knits, Karita, Shasta, a lot of you out there who dye yarn, if any of you have a colorway like that, please let me know because I've never looked for a color like that. Hmm. So I'm kind of... I'm it, sure there are. I'm sure there are. Out there. <laughs> exactly, but I just have never looked for them. And one other fall look that I would adore being able to wear. I'm sure I could wear it, but it's not very practical. Two designers mentioned the motorcycle jacket. One oh. was moto jacket and one was motorcycle jacket. You mentioned that I in your text. That. And I was I was th kind of surprised. I was thinking, huh, Gail in a motorcycle jacket. I know. <laughs> Who knew? I would love that. One of them, she said, moto jacket in Merlot leather. I was like, oh, that'd be so pretty. I would <laughs> it love would it. Be. With silver buckles on it. Oh, it would be yeah, so cool. Certainly be. not something you would knit, but um, so not something I would probably ever buy either. But maybe I'll try one on someday just for fun. Over well, my aluminum top. Right, right. <laughs> so fall trends in addition to the moto jacket and the knit garments and the colors we just mentioned, I found some listed i previously mentioned the l magazine fall trends so what else did i find fair isle Ooh. chunky sweaters oversized hats extreme good. turtlenecks or what they say <laughs> what's an extreme turtleneck that's a marketing <laughs> word to me i'm thinking they mean cowl neck Oh, okay. So not choke you neck, but... Well, on, on the runway, they are extreme. They yes. have the big turtlenecks that almost cover the model's eyes, and she can't walk down the runway. Because she can't see. Because she can't see. But you know how <laughs> that for works. for a giraffe. <laughs> Everything on the runway trickles down to ready to wear. And by the time it gets down to ready to wear, it's wearable. Well, that's a very good thing to hear, because I have, uh, on my knit-along list is the Joffre sweater by Anna Maria Tovios. I think I mentioned it last mm. podcast. That means waffles in French. It is a turtleneck, mm -hmm. and I'm going to knit it out of Malabrigo worsted. So not chunky yarn, mm -hmm. but bigger than I would normally pick. So mm -hmm. I have the chunky kind of in there and the excessive turtleneck. What did you call Extreme it? Extreme turtleneck. The magazine called it. But so I'll be the very toned down speak. version of that. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'll actually be kind of on trend. And then one thing that we won't be knitting, but I thought was fun and worth a mention, the fall trend that they mentioned in fashion, sneakers. Shucks. <laughs> that breaks my heart. Well, too bad it wasn't Ugg boots and sneakers. <laughs> then I'd really be in. So I just thought I'd mention that. That will be fun for fall. So Very you can fun. imagine yourself styling your garment, perhaps, with jeans and sneakers. 
like some really cool high tops, mm -hmm. some Converse with crystals <laughs> to go with our chunky cashmere yeah, cable, cable sweater with crystals. With crystals. Yes. Not sparkles, not bling, but crystals. So that was all that I noticed from the Pantone report. Did you have anything no, else? No, that was, those were the, the high points of yeah. my reading through it too. Yeah. Super fun to look at all the little sketches and things though. They don't, like Charlene said, they're made for the runway, so they're in excess of what a normal human being would wear. Maybe Yelena, maybe you would wear it and you'd rock it. But most of the people I know are are more. What did I say in our text? Something about something that I could wear in the in real life, yeah, as opposed so. to so. my fantasy of fashion that well, we I don't also... really have. We live in a beach town. Yes. Enough said. Enough said. Sneakers, <laughs> thongs, Ugg boots. Was, there there's shoe-wise, there's two seasons here. Yeah, flip-flops. Flip-flops and Ugg boots. And, and right now, Charlene is wearing flip-flops, very fashionable ones with beads, and I am wearing Ugg boots. So there you go. And oh on that note. And on that note, thank you so much for listening. We really welcome all of your input into the Knit Along thread. We are getting a lot of fabulous prize donations, so we will be announcing prizes as we go. We're trying to finalize some details before we start to mention those. Yeah. But super fun stuff yeah. to look forward to. It'll be to. fun, and we're really enjoying the chat. Please continue to join in. If you haven't joined in, don't be afraid. Please don't worry about reading all the messages that precede. Just jump right in. We're a fun and friendly group, and, and remember, we welcome you. We're not sticklers about color, so just right. as long as you're creating a fun fall look, then that's awesome. That's the and important someone thing. someone put in the chat thread that she was going to make a sweater for her daughter, and mm. I thought, oh, a fall look for a child. Yeah. That'll be so fun. That's right. Somebody did ask, did it have to be for yourself, and I absolutely know. not. Not at all. As long as it's as long fashioned as into a look somehow. <laughs> or crocheting. Yeah. Then it's fantastic. Or dyeing, because Alex, under Dutch skies, yeah. dyed her yarn, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. So, again, those are all from the chat thread, so it's very entertaining. So thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. And happy knitting happy until the next knitting. time. Happy we'll Bye. next time. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>